My name is Graham Olkins. Uh, speaking tonight uh, about nonprofits, a lot of nonprofits really hurting uh, during the pandemic and trying to uh, raise money, raise resources after the pandemic too, or as the pandemic eases a little bit, uh, many are still struggling. Uh, among them, Habitat for Humanity, uh, the wonderful organization that has chapters across the country that help folks uh, get into their own homes, their first homes. They build their own homes. Uh, they, the organization helps these families buy the homes, take out mortgages, and they do it through volunteers and donations. And obviously, the high construction costs have really taken a toll on Habitat for Humanity. So I wanted to shine a little bit of light on that tonight. The Associated Press picking up this story, as you'll see as well. And I got the chance to speak with Lynn Clark. She's the executive director of Habitat for Humanity down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Her story really is similar to a lot of the other affiliates and chapters around the country as well. So I'm going to play our interview here in just a moment. Uh, first off is a story uh, from uh, one of our reporters uh, in Baton Rouge, former reporters now, but it kind of breaks down how the Habitat for Humanity process works. If you're not familiar with the organization, exactly how uh, the process works when a family uh, is picked uh, and then works to build their own home. Take a look uh, at the Habitat for Humanity story uh, and why they're struggling right now and could really use your help. The road to home ownership can be tedious. The final construction of a house typically takes us three to four months to complete. And maybe a little labor intensive. But the reward at the end of the Habitat for Humanity home ownership program is far greater than money can buy. It's not a quick fix. Um, we're not an emergency housing program. We're not an emergency repair program. It really is about families who are willing to commit a lot of time and energy to their dream and then we'll commit it to their dream as well. It gave me a chance to be able to own my own home and purchase it in an affordable way, you know, where I could make it and still survive and keep a roof over, you know, my children here. So they submit an application with income documentation. We do an initial review of that and their credit. Um, we look to see if they have the ability to repay a mortgage, if they have housing needs. If families are approved, they begin the nearly two-year program, which includes a financial literacy program and brings home ownership just a paintbrush or nail gun away. They do at least 255 hours of what we call sweat equity, which is working on the construction site on other people's homes and then their own home. And I think they're probably better prepared homeowners than most people who buy houses because they will have done a lot more. And then they're also invested in their home and they're invested in their community. If families are willing to put in the work, Habitat leaders say they're ready to make dreams a reality. Carmen Farish, WAFB 9 News. I'm joined now by Lynn Clark, the executive director of Habitat for Humanity in Baton Rouge. We're talking today about how the pandemic has affected operations for Habitat for Humanity. Uh, an Associated Press article highlights this problem across the country at many different chapters of this organization. So we wanted to check in with Lynn uh, and see if this is the same thing going on in Baton Rouge. Lynn, how are you guys doing? What have uh, are you ramping back up a little bit after a little pandemic slump? Is it been slow to get started again? Yeah, uh, Graham, we're doing great, but it has been difficult to get back in gear. Um, volunteers are coming out, but not as many as we need to um, fulfill our mission. So we had to scale back, of course, like many others on our building. And with the pandemic, I think all of us realized how important a safe, stable home is to everyone. And so our mission is even more important now than it was before. 
what have been the biggest uh, hampers? Uh, because there there have been several things. I mean, you say, of course, you can't have people all to, well, you couldn't early have people all volunteering in the, you know, tight quarters, right, but then right. also the cost of building supplies has skyrocketed, which I think a lot of people did not really see coming. Uh, what yeah. are some of the biggest challenges? Really, the rising cost of building materials is the biggest thing we're facing right now. Um, a two-by-four stud, which is the main part of a house that, you know, helps us to build all the walls. They were about $2.50 before the pandemic, and they're $8 a piece. So that's, you know, a more than 300% increase in the cost. Other types of materials like wallboard that encase the entire exterior of the house. They were $8 before the pandemic, and now they're like $30. So that's a dramatic increase as well. The roof decking was, um, has gone up about, uh, from about $1,500 to $3,000 to deck the entire roof of a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bathroom house. That's about 1,150 square feet. So those dramatic increases, because we are working with low-income folks, we cannot pass those costs on to them. And so that, what that means is we're, gonna be, we're not going to be able to build as many houses as we'd like to build. You have an estimate, or do you know how many fewer houses the pandemic has cost you, basically? Well, you know, the actual pandemic year, we only built about 10 houses, and we had projected to build about 18. And so this year, you know, typically we like to do between 15 and 20 houses, and we have scheduled about 15, 14 houses, I think, if we're lucky. We'll be able to build that many, and if the prices don't continue to rise. And there hasn't been any indication that the prices are coming down. We had hoped that maybe, you know, everything would skyrocket and then settle down, but that has not happened. They continue to increase. And because the, the prices are so high, obviously the demand for all of these products is so exactly high. Right. It's something you mentioned that I hadn't thought about. You're seeing folks actually stealing some of these supplies. Uh, what have been those experiences? Yes, because building materials are so expensive, um, folks, I guess they're a hot commodity that can be resold or if people can't afford to do it themselves. So we've had a number of thefts recently, uh, breaking in almost completed houses and stealing the sheetrock before it's been installed. And then most disheartening is when we're getting ready to start a new house and we have what we call the framing package delivered, which is all of the studs. And we show up with about 20 volunteers in the morning to raise the walls and the studs have been stolen. And so we have to scramble to try to find more wood so that we can you know, have the volunteers help us raise the walls. So in a, you know, that really has impact. And it's discouraging for the families who are gonna purchase the homes because they have their, you know, they have really worked to get to that point where they can purchase the home, build the home and then purchase it. And it just has delayed the construction of their house even further. That really is a shame. Uh, but is everyone kind of trying to keep spirits up? And are you you're able now to have 
are you at full capacity with volunteers or how is that? Uh, well, yeah, we're, you know, we're encouraging as many people as can, as can to come out and help us, but we have not seen the number of folks who want to come out and volunteer as we did before the pandemic. I think some folks are still not comfortable in a, in a bigger group. Uh, for a while, we were limiting the number of folks on site, but now we're open to full capacity. And so we really encourage people because when you're outside, there's less like, likely of a chance of, you know, the, of COVID. And then also most folks we're finding have been vaccinated, which is wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And our, I mean, obviously the need hasn't dropped. If anything, yeah. has it gotten even worse? It's, as, it's as, increased. Yes, for sure. We have so much um, interest in our program. Lots of folks contacting us wanting to know how they can apply for a home because when you're stuck in your house for months at a time, you realize how important a safe, stable, healthy home is to the um, success of your family. So more folks are really committed to making home ownership a reality for themselves and their family. So we are really um, interested in building as many houses as we possibly can and so we need uh, volunteers and we also need funding, of course, to buy those building materials. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you had to kind of get creative with funding? And I mean, how have you guys survived? And do you, do you need more kind of big donations like corporations and people can donate actual building supplies and stuff? We need everything. We rely on individuals who send us 10 and $25 a month, you know, who are really committed to our mission, as well as corporations who can financially support us, foundations, you know, who can provide grant money or really need it, and then any vendors who have um, excess materials that they want to donate. We certainly can use those. We're looking at a really big donation of, of uh, roofing shingles right now that the um, donor was just going to throw away because they got very dirty in the recent flood that we had here. And we were like, we can clean those up and use those for sure. So all of those kind of things really help us to further the dollars we have, help us to build more houses, help more folks. And just as a reminder, how many houses have you guys built just in, just in Baton Rouge since your inception? Yeah, we started here in Baton Rouge in 1989, and we've been able to uh, build and mortgage 375 homes. And we're really proud of that because it puts us in the top 3% of Habitat affiliates across the country, and there are over 1,100 affiliates. So that's really a tribute to the generosity of the people of our area, both in their financial support and in their volunteer support as well. That's amazing. Uh, and yes, you mentioned all the affiliates, a lot of, according to that Associated Press article, a lot of the affiliates are, you know, it's in the same boat, lumber Thank prices yes. and all of the price, construction prices are up nationwide. So if folks are watching this, you know, maybe not in Baton Rouge, you can certainly look up your own Habitat affiliate uh, and, and help them out as well. Have you talked to any of your uh, your, yes. your uh, uh, colleagues at, at other locations? I'm sure they're experiencing the same thing, right? They, they certainly are. And like they've reported where they had budgeted about $7,500 for the framing package and the estimates are coming in at 18,000. So that's a significant increase in what you know you anticipate doing 
So that's more than twice the cost. So, you know, that would mean half the houses that you could build. So as you mentioned, folks are getting creative in how they can stretch those dollars, how they can help more folks. We're also doing a lot of critical home repairs. So helping our existing housing stock of low-income homeowners who maybe need some repairs to the health and safety of their home. And that's one way we can help more folks without just building a brand new house. And so we use volunteers and also financial donations to make that possible as well. So it's things like widening a doorway for a wheelchair, putting a ramp in, replacing rotted wood, maybe upgrading some electricity, all those kind of things that can make a house more stable and durable for the long term. Wonderful. Well, Lynn, it is uh, incredible work that you all do, and there are not a lot of organizations that do it, that, that help this need that is so great out there. To like you, like you mentioned, we all realize just how much uh, a home means to us as we were stuck inside them for so long, and some people don't have one and still don't have one. So appreciate the work so far. Just Thank a, a closing thought uh, as, we, uh, as we wrap up here. Well, I, you know, I'm just so incredibly thankful to the families who trust us to make their dream of home ownership a reality because, you know, we don't give the houses away, which is a big misconception. People are purchasing this home. So they're taking out a mortgage just like anybody else. And they really want this and they're putting sweat equity into it. So we want to do everything possible, help as many people as we can to achieve that goal. All right, so it's habitatbr.org for the local Baton Rouge affiliate or find yours and give them some support because they could certainly use it. Lynn Clark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. All right, my thanks to Lynn for taking the time to talk to me today. This is habitatbr.org, uh, habitatbrla.org. Either one will get you here. You can donate to the Habitat for Humanity, or as you can see, you can apply uh, to be a Habitat homeowner. Uh, and again, this works the same as all of the different chapters of Habitat for Humanity around the country. So find yours and donate if you are able to. Donate your time. Uh, you can donate uh, literally your time by helping build these houses. If if you uh, know anyone that has supplies, uh, any businesses that can donate supplies, or you can donate money as well, a small donation or a big donation, uh, Habitat for Humanity, uh, really hoping these construction costs will come down too pretty soon uh, so they can help more families realize their dream of home ownership. 